Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, I love Christmas. It, you know, it really did kind of look like it was snowing. Anyone else see this? I guess it was sleet. Someone said something. I went outside and it was like, and I was kind of, I would love a white Christmas with a foot or two of snow. Anyone else? Anyone hate that idea? When we moved to Los Angeles, I remember my pastor would say, uh, you know, we may have smog, but you don't have to shovel it. Um, And so um, I don't don't mind shoveling snow, though, because I I like it. That's probably how I'll die someday, shoveling snow. (laughs) But maybe not in Delaware. Anyway, I, I do, I, I love Christmas. I would love to have a white Christmas. I love Christmas trees, and I love the decorations. I love eggnog lattes. I love all this stuff. But, you know, it's a busy season. I had a report that was due December 1st, and I turned it in this week, and I kind of apologetically did so, and the person was like, yeah, the season's flying by. I'm like, I, yeah, it is. Like, what's today? It's like, we're like a less than a week out, right? And it's, it's we, we call it, you know, Christmas sweaters. Some, some of you wore the ugly Christmas sweaters. We don't do that anymore. Um, or maybe that's just your choice in sweater. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I always say, you know, I always wear my Christmas stuff. Uh, you know, I, so this is my O chemistry. I like to wear it periodically. Uh, um, I, I put the sweat in sweater, so I have to go with t-shirts. So anyway, I, I love the Christmas season, but you turn around and boom, it's, it's you know, it, it's here upon us. And, and so I try to every year sort of take a, a little break from our regular sermon series. And we, we don't really do Advent in our tradition where you actually have the different candles you light. And I never understood. It's like purple, purple, pink, purple or something, isn't it? It's, I don't know. Anyone else know? I've never understood. I've read, I read about it all the time, trying to understand it. I totally miss it. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, we don't have candles we light, but we do try, try to take a little time and kind of go over the Christmas story. And, and so this year, we kind of grabbed uh, a line uh, out of Luke 2.10 in the King James Version, if you will. Uh, it says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, uh, which shall be for all people. And there's actually, we kind of called it tidings of comfort and, and, and joy out of that we kind of altered a little bit, but just talking about what the Christmas season is. And today we're going to jump into Luke chapter 2. And, you know, this is uh, often a story I save for Christmas Eve. Um, And and so, well, who knows what I'm going to do Christmas Eve. I might do a little of this too, uh, a little of this, a little of that. (laughs) But we're going to read the story. So, in Luke chapter 2, this is, uh, you know, the baby Jesus is born. It says, that night that Jesus was born, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will be great joy uh, for all, to all people. And uh, you kind of picture, like, now today when we have a, a baby, um, some of you have had babies recently, although they're suddenly turning into little kids before my eyes. Uh, you know, it's, it's, some of you are parents, kind of, you know, you turn now to your teenager and you're like, oh, wow, they were just not a, they were a baby and now they're a teen. And uh, <laughs> they used to cry, now they talk back. Um, <laughs> But, you know, if you kind of look back, you remember like birth announcements and you send out the little thing or maybe it's like it's an e-version now. Usually it's like a Facebook post or I don't 
I don't know if the Snapchat generation is having that now. A lot of Instagram posts. Or maybe you like you text people who kind of in your friend list when you have a baby. Uh, I remember like we called, I remember having a baby and we're calling from the hospital. You know, I tell occasionally tell a joke or two, occasionally tell a, a story. You know, I had to convince them, no, we're really here. We had the baby. We had it last night. Uh, I'm not messing with you. And phones didn't have pictures in those days. I couldn't like send a picture of the baby and go, see, I told you so. But you know, you, you kind of like certain people, you, you kind of tell. Other people hear later on, but there, there's like the birth announcement. And, and so this is like, a birth announcement. Uh, this is the first birth announcement, well, maybe uh, in the New Testament. <laughs> uh, well, actually, they kind of talked about John. Anyway, this is a, this is a birth announcement. And, uh, and who, who gets it? Shepherds. Because, I mean, if you were going to go tell some people that you had a baby, it's probably the shepherds nearby, right? Uh, I, I, they're sort of, they were sort of unclean. Uh, they had a, a, a job that was a little little hard. They're they kind of sweaty, smelly guys doing hard work. Maybe that, since they watch sheep, I don't know, they'd be like mechanics. I don't know, like you know, people who, I don't <laughs> not the mechanics. Are, but yeah, they're doing like kind of smelly, manly work. You know, I, I picture like when I, when, I, when I cut trees all day, I have a, you know, a great aroma. Uh, that's going on, man musk, which is not a scent anybody want to make, wants to make into a candle. That's kind of what I picture. Guys doing doing sort of manly things. Uh, they're not well dressed like the wise men. We will, you know, they show up later. You know, the the magi. Uh, you know. We don't have it here. I was actually going to take the baby Jesus and move him to this speaker because he wasn't here yet. But I figured I would not mess with the people who do the decorating. But if I go to your house, I always I will move the magi from your from your little uh, scene because you know they don't show up till quite a bit later. But the, kind of the first people who show up are, are manly, smelly. Uh, <laughs> uh, dudes and it says and it says they, they were terrified now those of you who you know read greek which is probably most of you i, I remember i would <laughs> I, I i cut a tree this week and i was uh I, I was talking with someone about the the omicron variant and everything and they were they they kind of had the confusion that it was omega and i'm like well actually omega and omicron are different letters and i'm like explaining all this stuff to them and they're like i i don't they're like I know Greek people but I don't speak any Greek and I'm like everyone should learn Greek right uh, anyway so most of you probably aren't reading Greek every day uh, but it, it's uh, in the Greek it's like phobia megaphobia like and, and I think we get phobias because a lot of us have fears and things we're scared of and you know and uh, mega is big you know like megatron uh, you know mega it, they, they feared a great fear and we have all kinds of fears like some of us you know phobias we have Anyone here arachnophobia? Like, like, I can't believe how many people are terrified of spiders. Now, I might jump if it's a big hairy one. And I do a lot of, like, cutting of wood and things. So I, some of you occasionally see the tarantula-sized spiders we find out there when we're cutting. Uh, they're awesome, and they're beautiful, and they're fuzzy. They're good to pet. I keep them as, uh, yeah, I teach them to fetch. Uh, no, uh, there's arachnophobia. Uh, I, I, found some, I found a new one this year. Edicio voltophobia. It's a fear of social media, or uh, it's a fear of being judged under constant scrutiny by friends and strangers alike. So, I mean, it's, it's scary when you post something online, because people can either love it or hate it. And then if, if people don't love it, anyone ever feel bad because they post something they think is really cool, and like no one likes it on Facebook? <laughs> You're like, seriously, that was really cool. Uh, you know, I posted something, I got like three likes. I'm like, y'all just don't get it. That was funny. <laughs> uh, that, that was funny. Uh, I, I like, though, this one, and those of you who have teens, nomophobia. 
the extreme phobia or fear of being without a mobile phone or a signal. Some of you have that right now. You got your phones out right now, and I know you're not reading the scriptures. No, okay. Some people are proving it. Other people are putting their phones down. That kind of showed it. No, no. Uh, you know, and, I, and I've, I've, never, I've never seen an angel, but every time they show up in the Bible, kind of the first words out of their mouth, fear not. Because I'm thinking it's a pretty terrifying thing, because they phobia, megaphobia, this one. Uh, <laughs> it's the most repeated command in Scripture. But anyway, uh, you know, it says this, this, this. He said, I will bring you good news that will be great joy. Um, I, I bring you good news that will be great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in snuggly uh, strips and cloth lying in a manger. I, I always picture the sign, like, because now we... We, we label everything with a sign. You know, like you go into a kitchen. Every, who has the sign that says kitchen in their kitchen? Like you wouldn't know it was the kitchen without that sign, you know. <laughs> or you label everything. Those are cute like Pinteresty signs, but they are kind of funny. Uh, anyway, so the sign was not a sign. I picture like baby with an arrow, you know. They didn't get baby with an arrow, but they, they had a different kind of sign. It says this. It says, uh, you know, you'll find a, a baby lying in a manger. And it says, I bring you good news. It will be great joy for all people. Uh, and this is sort of a big proclamation. This is an exciting thing. And you know, it, it, it sort of echoes if you, if you, I know a lot of you are doing biblical studies, you're often comparing ancient literature to this one, said no one ever, uh, but <laughs> it was kind of, uh, there was, it was, this is kind of a, a big announcement that comes out, there, there, there's this new king, and I kind of picture at that moment, do you think the shepherds were like, dude, you got the wrong field, I think you meant to go down the down the street a little to the palace or something like like maybe angels have a poor gps sense of direction i saw a, a funny sign you know advertised to me on facebook it's like your gps is wrong turn around you know uh you know or maybe the maybe maybe angels are dudes and they just didn't ask for directions because i don't know about any any man here have trouble asking for directions like, we're convinced it doesn't matter where we are. We think we know where it is. And, you know, if we just drive over here, any, anyone, just me. Any woman think the men are that way? Uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes it's, we feel like it's a sign of weakness. It's not. It's a sign of smartness. Um, <laughs> but we, we, we tend to think we know things. And anyway, uh, and so, they, they, you know, they... they they, they you know, hey, do you have the wrong address? Are, are, are we the right people to hear this? That's what I, I that's what I would be asking, you know, because again, I'm a sweaty dude out doing a sweaty job. Um, it says the, the, you know, the Savior, the Messiah, yes, the Messiah and Lord, and, and Jesus is given three titles right off uh, here: you know, Savior. You know, he, he doesn't leave us in our sins, but Jesus comes to save. And Messiah, he's the anointed one, the deliverer. God kept his promise. And then we, we talk about that a lot from the beginning of the, the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible through the end. There's this, this constant thread of a redeemer will come. I remember we did the minor prophets years ago, and it's just there's this constant pointing to Jesus. And, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the, you know. Throughout the, the New Testament, we see that too. And he's the Messiah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I remember bad tattoos. I remember I, I saw a guy one time and he had this Hebrew tattoo and I had trouble reading it. And I finally ended up asking him about it. And, you know, uh, anyway, it was, if you're ever getting a Hebrew tattoo, talk to me first because he had the wrong form of the mem and different things. So I figured out he wrote it like 
uh, left to right instead of right to left, and okay, uh, and he had it misspelled. Uh, but <laughs> you know, he, he wanted to put M- Messiah on his arm because you know he was like it means mighty warrior, and I'm like, ah, there's a whole lot more. Uh, uh, you know, he's like, do you read Hebrew? I'm like, yeah, I just had trouble reading that one. But you know, there's <laughs> there's a lot more to just Messiah than mighty warrior. It's God's anointed one, and and all of Scripture again points to this Messiah that is coming. And Jesus is anointed by the Holy Spirit, and he has the Spirit like nobody else and and then says lord you know ultimately he's god in the flesh that's what we celebrate at christmas and he's the ruler of all came down to us Uh, you know and it's funny because he becomes a servant to us even though he's lord and and ultimately you know that that's who he is and they're bringing good news now um i I like reading the news Uh, you know in in my in my father's day you read the newspaper i don't have a physical newspaper anymore although i get his occasionally uh but you know i I read like news on my phone and i I love i I probably read it too much i've just thought i'm like always wondering what's happening around the world anyone else and most of us follow east african politics i know Okay, okay there's Two of them. Anyway, uh, there's two people who I to discuss East African politics with, uh, <laughs> but but you know I was reading one. It was a man robbed a bank. This was in Wilmington, and he stopped to make a deposit on the way out. What in the world? Like that? I mean, I know I shouldn't be laughing at a bank robbery. I'm sure the people were terrified because you know it's it's a terrifying thing. But. I mean, was, did he rob the bank because he, he was scared about overdraft? I don't know. Like, did, did he think that's his good alibi for, yeah, I was at the bank, but I was just making my deposit the, from cash that I'd stolen. I, you know, I haven't even figured out how to make a deposit on an ATM, so this guy's smart. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, or I read this one, two thieves pocket-dialed the cops while they were robbing a place. So they pocket-dialed, they're robbing the place, the police come thinking something bad is going on and people need help. And what the, and it's one of the guys pocket dialed the cops. So when you're robbing places, make sure you don't pocket dial. So there's funny news, but then there's a lot of sad news, right? Like if you read the things, um, Omicron variant found in Delaware. I mean, people are changing Christmas plans. You know, you know it's kind of, it's you know, scary. Uh, still a giant pile of garbage in the ocean. I can't tell you how many, um, <laughs> like, bad articles I've read. Although I read a good one the other day where some life that normally is only on shore is finding ways to survive floating around on the garbage patch. So it's sort of like Antarctica in reverse. It, it like, raised from the ocean and it's going to, that's terrible, but like, hey, life, you know, finds a way, um, which <laughs> now you're thinking about dinosaurs. I, I literally read an article where like dinosaurs, they were like thinking about bringing them back. And it's like, seriously, like, have you not seen the movies? Like we all know this is a bad idea, uh, but climate change, freaky weather, murders, accidents. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in the news, right? That's bad. And, and you know, there, sometimes it feels like there's a lot of evil and bad stuff going on, but the, despite the worst of humanity, Despite all of that bad news, God breaks into the scene with good news, that he sends his son, Jesus. And it's comforting to know uh, that he comes. And it says that you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth. Um, Now, some of you had babies. Anyone here have a baby or had like have to help take care of the baby because we're dudes and we don't generally have babies. Uh, (laughs) uh, But, you know, remember anyone swaddle their kid? 
I didn't grow up having lots of little cousins and nephews and different things. I remember the first time someone handed me a baby. They're like, you want to hold the baby? They don't, you really can't say no, and they've already handed you the baby, and you're just like, I didn't know what to do with a baby the first time. Anyone? Now it's like, I love, people are like, you want to hold her? Yeah. <laughs> oh. You know, because I, I know how to hold a baby, but I remember the first time, you know, I'm holding Josh, and I'm like, ah, what if I break him? Uh, <laughs> and I remember, you know, Denise knew a little bit more because she'd always volunteered the nurseries and things like that, and like, you know, I'm, I'm like, they're like, you have to swaddle him, and I'm like, what? But then like, Denise was good at like bringing it into language I understood. She's like, make a burrito. Um, <laughs> and so like, and I folded that, ba- I, I can make a burrito. That was language that Jeff speaks. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Just, uh, you know, I shouldn't have done it with a tortilla. Apparently I was supposed to do it with a blanket. No, uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so it's kind of like, that's kind of how I, then I always picture like little burrito baby Jesus. Uh, and, you know, he's in a manger, you know, and we have all kinds of image for what a manger is. Like it's, it's always like, you know, little, little feeding trough there with hay sticking out and it. They probably cleaned it up, but it's really, it's a feeding trough. Like it, it, it's the kind of thing you would feed animals out of. So think a little more state fair. You go to the state fair, anyone go to the animal building? Like, there's a lot of us who go to the state fair who never go through the animal building. Why? Because it smells like the animal building. <laughs> uh, and so you, this is the kind of more the scene. It would be like the garage underneath the house, you know. Uh, and so there's, a, you know, at feeding troughs. And so, and I always, I, I think of the analogy because I think most of us, if we have animals, it's cats or dogs. And, you know, I'm a dog person. So it's like put burrito baby in a big dog dish. Um, now, some of you have germophobia. That served you well during a global pandemic, though, because you already had the skills. Apparently, you know, people just learned to wash their hands during a global pandemic. Up until then, people didn't realize they were supposed to wash their hands. Like, like, I mean, it's like, who thought that not getting cooties was going to be the most important thing that I learned in <laughs> kindergarten for 2020? Uh, and so, you know, they put Jesus in a giant thing. It's, you know, it's, uh, you know and it's, it, your, your germophobia thing, it changes. Like pre-kids, if, if you haven't had kids yet, it's like you're like, you, you're judgy. Like you generally are. You're like, I'm not letting my kid touch that. I'm you know, not letting my kid, you know, put that in their mouth after it just fell on the floor. I was that way. And then I had kids and they're like eating stuff off the Walmart floor. And I'm like, just give me some peace and quiet so I can get out of here. If, if you're not going to cry eating that candy, we don't know where it came from, but that's okay. <laughs> um, now my kids are like, what? You let me eat what? Uh, <laughs> But it was, you know, the manger is really the, kind of the best they could do with what they had. And, you know, it's, it's the original, like, you know, now everyone likes the barn kind of things and, you know, Pinterest apple crates. We even have some in the cry room there. Uh, you know, that's kind of the best thing they could do. And so, you know, they're looking for a burrito baby in an old bucket. <laughs> it says this, while they were still pondering things, it says this, suddenly... Because you know, they're kind of like, they're sort of in marvel and all of this. And then, boom, angels show up again. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, armies of heaven, praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. You know, peace on earth. And, uh, you know, I always picture, you know, I'm sorry. The first thing I, I see when I hear peace is like Volkswagen van and hippies. I want, I've always wanted a Volkswagen van. I looked at one recently to restore, but the price has become ridiculous, right? And so I kind of always, some of you, uh, uh, wait, sometimes you guys get me things that I, for pastor appreciation that I mentioned in sermons, 
a fully restored 23 window. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> came to mind while I was here. So not, not, not hippie G's peace on earth, but ultimately there's, he brings peace on earth. Now there's a lot of wars and stuff now, but really the peace is this, and Romans 5 says this. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. And, and so we have this, this different peace on earth. And so when the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And I kind of picture, did they think everyone kind of knew? Or do they think that just they knew? That's questions I have in my head that I really haven't answered when looking at the passage. It says they hurried to the village and they found Mary and Joseph and there was a baby lying in a manger. I, you know, and I do wonder how many like mangers or like little houses they had to look in the garage to see to you know did they have to find one with a light on finally you know was mary up you know with the baby was it you know crying i don't know uh, you know that song little lord jesus no crying he makes jesus cried people think jesus didn't cry he was a baby it would be unusual if he didn't cry the babies have to cry uh anyway so as long as i can ruin one thing for you every christmas uh <laughs> you know and uh you know, th again, they were like the garages of the day because, you know, if you, you know, uh, and some of you are thinking my garage is full of junk. I would never be able to fit a car in there. But if your cars would wander off at night, you'd find the room. You'd, you'd, you'd clean it out. You'd get it in there. It says, after seeing this, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Uh, probably just really, uh, you know, astonished at, you know, all the details. Probably like, I don't know about you, but normally, you know, I don't fear a fit great fear because a bunch of angels show up in the middle of a cornfield. Um, that's, that's an unusual thing. Or, or maybe just the fact that, you know, suddenly Jesus is going to be here. I remember, <laughs> I still remember, it was like a couple of years ago, uh, you know, like my generation got on Facebook, which is the time all the younger people left, you know, the great migration of the parent age people. But I remember when my, when my, when my generation got on Facebook, it was like, uh, it, someone else like heard something, they saw something, and like, and then someone was like, Jeff Dyer's a pastor, and they're like, Lordy, Lordy, Jeff Dyer's a pastor? Uh, and I always want to talk to her, I haven't actually seen her since that comment, I was like, what does she mean by that? I think probably that it was a big surprise. I mean, most people didn't think, I'll bet Jeff's a pastor, you know, it wasn't really on my, you know, you, you take those like aptitude tests when you're kids, I don't, I don't think that was on there. I actually, chemistry, you know, that's kind of what I like doing, I love science, and <laughs> I'm a man of science. Uh, <laughs> Nacho Libre for those. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's a surprise. And some of you, maybe your friends are surprised you're into faith now. Maybe your family's surprised you're into faith now. Uh, but, you know, it's sort of this kind of thing. And ultimately, God reaches out to the unlikely. Unlikely people become pastors. Unlikely people become followers. Shepherds were unlikely people. And so it's kind of, I think that was part of what they marveled at was like, why did he tell the shepherds? Uh, but it's really kind of, it kind of keeps with who God is because God reaches out to the unexpected um, and unlikely at times. It says, verse 19, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. And it was just as the angel had told them. Mary kept all these things in her heart. Now, Mary, did you know? 
man, I had no idea. I've always kind of criticized that song because I'm like, yeah, she did know. <laughs> but then on the other hand, I don't think she understood it all. But man, everybody's been hating on it on social media this year. Anyone else see that? People writing whole posts about it. I've read articles on it. Like, Mary, did you know? Well, yeah, she did know. Okay, well, she did know something. I don't think she knew everything. It's a beautiful song. I, I, I don't hate the song. But, you know, yeah, I think she did. There's a lot to a process. Uh, you know, but apparently I'm not the first one to observe that Mary did know some things going on. Uh, and, you know, it's funny because, you know, we often, the, ho the whole scene there in the manger, we, we picture it in ways that are wrong. Uh, you know, I remember as a kid, we always had, a, we grew up having a Christmas play. I think we should bring that back just for the pageantry of it all. I, I think maybe the kids team, y'all listen later. <laughs> like, I, we had this, I remember we had this camel, and it had like these, you know, it had like, an, you know, the older kids got to play the camel. It was sort of like you were like, you couldn't wait till you could be the camel. I remember I was the camel one year and you could turn the head this way. So I waited till I got up in front and I turned it all the way around because, <laughs> and I could hear a couple laughs and then I did it again. Uh, anyway, uh, because that's the kind of guy I am. So now that I've given all the kids bad ideas, I'm not going to do that now that I think about it. But you know, it's kind of, you know, with all the kind of misconceptions, I think we picture all these different animals here. And then sometimes I, I see people put the wrong kind of camel in there. And, you know, I'm kind of critical about those things. Anyway, uh, you know, or maybe you've heard the song, The Oxen Lamb Kept Time. Anyone? On my drum. Uh, you know, not sure what, if any animals are there. Uh, I, and I always, I used to always do this Christmas quiz every year. And it was like things about Christmas and, it, you know, true or false, multiple choice and every. And I remember this kid, he took the test and he got like, like, a 10 out of 100 or something or something. He was like so angry because he's like, you know, he was sure, he grew up in church, he was sure he knew everything about Christmas. Turns out everything he knew was cultural, very little about what the actual Bible said or anything. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. And he was so mad and he's like, what do people just make this stuff up basically? Uh, <laughs> but you know, in, in trying to picture it, sometimes we, we take a creative license, if you will. But, but it's okay. I don't mean to ruin your whole Christmas. Um, uh, although I did have that video re tuning the nativity a few years ago that had some of those things in it. Maybe we could post that in the Facebook group later uh, and, and ruin your Christmas that way. <laughs> you know, and I, a couple years ago, I had, a, I had a friend, he's a good friend of mine, and if he's listening to this, sorry, man, but he posted something about, you know, he had this really deep thought, and it was like about, you know, well, the innkeeper said this. You know, there's no innkeeper. Like, we always picture there's no room in the inn, someone saying that. No one ever says that in the Bible. It just says there was no room. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, so we really don't know exactly what the, the scene looks like. But, you know, just having some of the details wrong mess up the story? No. It's still, it's, it's ultimately the Savior has come. And we, we picture it in ways that may not be exactly historically correct. But it's really our reaction to the story. Reaction. <laughs> that, that matters. You know, the Savior has come. Uh, <laughs> And ultimately, how will that change your life, change your story and the way you live? Because it's not just beautiful news, we celebrate Christmas, we put some gifts under a tree, and it's a miracle. But it's really, it's something that changes our lives all year round. Ultimately, God reached out to us in the Christmas story. We talk about a big fancy, I don't like to use big theological words a lot of times, but we call this the incarnation. God becomes flesh. Uh, and blood. And you know, um, 
You know, it's, it's interesting because at that time, you know, Herod and Caesar both would have sat on thrones that night. And there would be kings all around the world sitting on thrones. Uh, but God got, got off his throne to, to come and to redeem us. And Christmas is about, ultimately, the infinite became an infant. God became flesh and dwelt among us. And most of the world missed it. And really that night, it's the shepherds showing up. The wise men come later. Uh, you know, most of the world misses it. And uh, most of the world, uh, you know, it's common, unfamiliar, unremarkable day around the world. But it's ultimately a day that changes the world. It, it, it changes even the way many of us mark time. God sent the angels uh, to shepherds, ordinary people. The first to see people were kind of lower on the social order. Yeah, and it reminds me so much of, you know, when Jesus later, he's, he's teaching and he says the first shall be last and the last shall be first because those of seemingly high position miss it. Those of seemingly low position, the shepherds, they get to be there for it. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, I don't know if some of you have ever been picked for gym class, like games and sports, anything, anyone? Anyone ever be picked last or next to last? Oh, every, but it'd be like you get picked last and then you're the superstar. Or I, 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 love, I, love the, uh, I love the Uncle Drew videos, the original, and you know, uh, some of you are looking at me like I have no idea what you're talking about. Basically, an NBA basketball player dresses up like an old man and then he gets into the game and everyone thinks he's going to be bad and then he's like dunking on everyone and they're like, what, what, what? You know, I, I, love, those, I love those videos. Some of you know what I mean. <laughs> But, but, you know, and it's ultimately that, that's the scene. It, it, it's, it's the unlikely. Um, you know, the dirty people you probably aren't inviting over uh, for dinner get to see Christ in the manger, not the rich, the powerful, or even the, the overly religious. Uh, the shepherds received and believed. Um, you know, it would have been interesting. You know, the story, if they had just been like, nah, I'm good, and just sat there, like, I always things in the, like, was there another group that, like, they, God told, and they just kind of sat there. I don't know. Um, but, you know, they could have been like this people, like, are, if you're one of those people who do this, you anger me, but I'll get over it. Like, just don't text me K. Okay. <laughs> Anyone else hate that? I'm going to get a bunch of K text, I imagine, today. Because it's like, you know, at least put okay. Give me the thumbs up. Like, I just feel like when you text me K, you've put the minimal effort into it. You know, it's not, and it's capitalized because it automatically got capitalized. So all I'm getting is K back. Okay. K. Next time you tell me you need prayer, need a favor, K. <laughs> there you go. Minimal effort. I just got a K text. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I need to unpublish my number. Uh, you know, but they don't just dismiss it. The, the, the shepherds come. They respond to the message. So they were glorifying and praising God. And, you know, we, we, do, we do so many things to prepare for Christmas. You know, uh, number one is way to prepare for Christmas is to respond to the message. Yeah, yeah, God comes for, to redeem. He comes so we can be followers of him, that we can have new life. And uh, this Christmas, remember the presents, the things you got, the things you wish you got, family events, traditional meal, Christmas cookies, eggnog lattes. Uh, <laughs> whether it's a great time or, or depressing, lonely days, we choose joy because the Savior has come. The, you know, Christ has come. That's why we, we, we celebrate. I have, uh, Philippians 4.8, uh, you know, I was... I was I read this study a couple years ago, and it was on um, really kind of how you, you wire and rewire your brain. Uh, and the, some of you are into 
counseling and stuff would understand this more, but I kind of understand it from a, a, a layperson's perspective. It's like sometimes we wire ourselves to act in certain ways, and I think, you know, Philippians 4, 8 says, fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about such things that are excellent and worthy of praise. You know, and I, I think sometimes we have to wire our brain to the good stuff. There's a lot of hard stuff at holidays. There's hard times for a lot of us. You, you, you miss loved ones. You, you miss out on family. You know, you, you, maybe you think of mistakes you made. But we have to ultimately wire our brain to joy. The Savior of the world has come. So even if life doesn't turn out the way you meant it to, uh, sometimes when you have hard things, there's still this joy when we wire our brains to that. Uh, and ultimately, this Christmas, you'll know, respond to the Savior. You know, we admit we sin, believe that, you know, God himself wrapped himself in flesh, came as that little baby Jesus, and then we commit our, ourselves to this uh, new way of life, a new way of following Jesus. Um, uh, you know, Matthew 5, 14, Jesus says, and I think about this because I, I always picture, I, I, I kind of, this scripture to me gets wired in my brain <laughs> to, to, the, to the candlelight service, if you will, and so thinking about that coming up, we do have a Christmas candlelight service, which we'll talk about in the announcements in a moment, but, uh, you know, uh, Matthew 5, 14, Jesus says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. And when we follow him, we live in a way that should affect the world around us. We're, we're light to the world, uh, you know. And then, so that affects, you know, for me, following Jesus is something that affects every aspect of who you are. Uh, you know, it, it's not just this thing we celebrate at Christmas. It, it affects the way you interact with your parents. It affects the way you parent your kids. It's you, the way you act or react with your spouse. The way you act or react with your neighbor. Uh, we, we forgive those who do us wrong. And the way you, you work. The way you work out. <laughs> That's a whole other story for a whole other sermon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the way we act towards our enemies, we, we make peace, we love, uh, we love, not hate. And when we live like Jesus calls us to live, we'll truly reflect the light of Jesus in the world. So be the light of the world this Christmas season, because the Savior has come.